Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. There is no greater honor than pastors allowing someone else to step into their pulpit, the lay people of the church allowing someone else to come and preach God's word among them. I thank you for this tremendous honor, especially on this, the last Sunday of Easter and the Ascension of our Lord. One of the greatest misunderstandings that people can make when they hear about the Ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ is that He is gone. That when the Lord ascended into heaven, He departed in the same way that you or I depart when we leave one place and go to another. In a few short hours, I and my wife will get into our car and we will leave the stage and we are gone. We will be entirely disconnected, you and we. You won't see us and what we are doing and we won't see you or know what's happening with you except for some sort of long distance communication, right? Like email or telephone. But that's not how it is with the departure of our Lord Jesus Christ, the ascension of our Lord. His departure is different. He is not gone. Closely related to this misunderstanding is another, that when the Lord Jesus Christ departed this world at his ascension, he had completed his work and now he has left the rest of the job to us. To the church. This also is incorrect. Christ is not done working. He is still fully active in this world. Now let's take a few moments and flesh out these ideas biblically. First, the ascended Lord Jesus Christ is not gone. Well, how can we say this? In our reading from Acts, Luke reports what the angels tell the disciples. It says, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way that you see him go into heaven. Or in the Gospel of Luke that you heard a moment ago, we hear, while Jesus blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And then another passage, the very end of the Gospel of St. Mark, describes the ascension this way. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Now, in each one of these passages, it certainly sounds like Jesus is gone. Each text says that he was taken up into heaven. However, there are a number of passages of Scripture that teach that Jesus is indeed not gone. But let's simply call one to mind, one that was echoed in the verse before the Gospel, one that you all, or many of you, well, familiar to you from the very last verse of St. Matthew's Gospel, where Christ says to his eleven, 
Lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus here is not speaking figuratively the way we might say when a dear one is going off to some difficult engagement, I'll be with you, meaning that we will be thinking about them or empathizing with them or praying for them. When Jesus promises that he will be with us, he actually truly means with us. Nor is this like that false notion that some have of a deceased loved one who continues to look down upon us or is still somehow mystically, spiritually present. Christ has said that he will be with us always, not as a ghostly presence, a whiff or a memory of what he once was, but present, present even though he has indeed ascended into heaven. No, Christ is not immediately apprehensible to our senses. We cannot see him or hear his voice. We cannot touch his skin. But we believe his word and his promise. Lo, I will be with you always. And the only Jesus there is, by the way, is the Jesus who took on our flesh who was born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was physically, bodily crucified, dead and buried, and then also bodily raised and bodily ascended into heaven. The only Jesus there is, is the man, Jesus Christ, who is also God the Son. There is no separating the resurrected Christ, body and spirit or soul. That's what we call death when body and soul are separated. And he lives. He is bodily resurrected and no longer ever to die again. No longer will his body and soul be torn apart. So when Christ says, I am with you, he means Christ the man who is also God. It means the body and the soul, the humanity and the divinity, the whole Christ is with you. The same Christ who suffered and died for you was resurrected for you and who ascended for you. This Savior Christ is the Christ who still, even after his ascension, is with you. Your brother and also your God. The sacrament of the altar brings him even closer, his body and his blood into your mouth, not pretend make-believe body and blood, but the body and blood of the Son of God, born of Mary, dead, risen, ascended. Not only present with you always, but giving himself to you in this most intimate and personal way of the sacrament, here and now, today, in this place. So the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ does not remove Christ from us. Now, since he was ascended, since he has been seated at the right hand of God, and the right hand of God, 
is not a physical place as if God the Father had thumbs and little pinkies, but Christ sitting at the right hand of God means that all divine rule and authority has now also been given to this man, Jesus of Nazareth, in the flesh. And even as he, as the Son of God, eternally had all authority with the Father and the Holy Spirit, according to his divine nature, now also the Son of God incarnate in human flesh, the man, Jesus Christ, lives and reigns as God and King forever. This is who is present with you, the crucified one, who is also the King of all. And precisely because he was, he has ascended to the right hand of glory, he is now also with you always. But not only is Christ present, he is also still working. Remember the Bible passages we considered a moment ago, especially this one from St. Mark. Let me read further. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. The Lord worked and confirmed the message. Or remember what happens in the book of Acts after Christ's ascension, Pentecost Day that we celebrate next Sunday, and St. Peter had a sermon, and in this sermon he says these words, This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he, that is Jesus, has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. Jesus, ascended to the right hand of the Father, is active pouring out the Spirit. And a bit later in Acts, these words, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. The Lord being Jesus. Jesus poured out the Spirit. Jesus added to the number of the believers. And all throughout the New Testament, we hear how Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the Father, continue to work toward the salvation of all who will believe. Yes, in, with, and under the church. In, with, and under pastors. In, with, and under the profession and confession of faith of all Christians. Christ is at work with the Holy Spirit and the Father. So the ascension of our Savior Jesus is not an interruption or an intermission. The ascension is the lighted fuse that explodes the work and word of Jesus into Pentecost. The ascension is the fuse that explodes the cross and the resurrection to all people. 
The ascension explodes forgiveness and life and salvation to all the earth throughout all the ages until Christ comes again visibly. Complete the phrases. When the cat's away, the mice will play. Or how about this one? Out of sight, out of mind. The utter shame of it. We who live by faith and not by sight, in fact, more often live by sight rather than by faith. We who believe that the Lord is ascended and yet he is not gone, live as if Christ were not here present with us. We live not as though Christ were enthroned and ruling as king, but as if Christ were lounging, waiting at the right hand of God the Father. We complain as if Christ does not hear us. We worry as if the Lord were too far away to help us in our need. We doze and we neglect our callings as if Christ were napping on vacation. And what is all of this except unbelief or false belief? We do not believe the word and promise of our blessed Savior that he, precisely because he has ascended, is also now here with us always, even to the end of the age. Lord, have mercy upon our unbelief, our faithlessness. Dear Christians, this is what it's all about. Christ is not far away. Indeed, he is present here also with us where we are gathered this day precisely because we are weak in faith and need forgiveness for our unbelief. So he comes to us here and he gives us something to hear and to see and to taste and to touch to assure us of his merciful presence and to forgive us all of our sins. We hear the voice of Christ our Savior through the mouth of your pastor saying, take, eat, this is my body. Drink of it, all of you. This is the New Testament in my blood. And we see and we touch and we taste bread and wine, but it is his very body and blood. And he keeps his promise, bringing us remission of all of our sins, the forgiveness of our unbelief, and at the same time, the strength from his presence to carry on the rest of our lives. All of this the ascended Lord Jesus does for you. 
Christ is not gone. He is here and he is still at work. Thanks be to God in Jesus' name. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. Amen.